podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. I love this idea, Chris, that you're talking about now. The, the world is opening up to this voice search, voice activation world. Talk a little bit about this new uh, empty beach where the, 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 the new footprints are being made. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with voice search, there, there's a huge, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of people talking about it, right? And in some ways, everything is changing. And on the other end, in terms of SEO, um, not a lot is changing, right? So the way that people are searching is definitely changing. So we've gotten more and more people that are becoming comfortable with speaking to their phones, mm-hmm. speaking to virtual assistants, mm-hmm. and asking devices to retrieve information. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at um, SEO uh, and the, the variables, there are some nuances there, right? So there, there are ways that we can help target voice search. Some of that is looking at the questions that we're addressing. You know, there are things that we can do with, with schema markup, which is a technical markup that may aid in Google's understanding and some of that information retrieval. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, the truth is that despite those nuances, Google is still looking at what is the most um, valid uh, content to serve up uh, those voice results. Mm-hmm. Right? So the format kind of has to be right, and there's some tweaks there. Um, but at the same time, if you're ranking really well in Google, uh, and Google has found your um, content good for a certain query, a certain search term, um, you're, you're more likely to actually uh, be selected for voice search, right? Because the same things mm-hmm. that apply to regular search apply to voice search there uh, in terms of uh, – uh, the I guess the quality of, of your of your content. Mm-hmm. So all the all the other SEO factors still have an impact. I think um, uh huh uh huh. I think this is really interesting, Chris, because I just saw a recent presentation, and maybe you can provide some thoughts on this. A recent presentation on how to get these voice search. Uh, protocols and platforms like Alexa and uh, Google Home and et cetera, et cetera, how to get them more better or better acclimated to be able to uh, receive requests to actually make a transaction. In other words, to serve up options that, uh, you know, a consumer may want to immediately uh, purchase uh, in that setting. And so one of the interesting things in this one particular researcher was presenting the, the difficulty of, uh, of sort of hearing information about products through voice is, is how hard it is from an audio perspective uh, to process that information through voice, through a response uh, from one of these voice platforms as compared to, let's say, for example, reading it online or seeing it in an ad. Do you have thoughts on how to address that challenge? Uh, how to make how to make search engine optimization in the audio space, in the voice activation, voice recognition, voice response space, uh, more effective, more uh, more able to be able to accommodate consumers further down the purchase funnel. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that's that's really difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, over voice, you're not going to be able to see a product. You know, you're not going to be able to see photos of it. You're not going to be able to watch a video. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's also this intersection of video, right? So mm-hmm. we look at some of the, like, you know, Google devices and uh, Facebook has, you know, their kind of tablet that they want in everyone's home. <laughs> you know, we've got, like, you know, our fridges have, have you know, computer screens in them now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, as much as voice is, like, you know, taking, taking over, it may feel that way. 
um, there's still a place for video that I don't think the voice is going to be able to mm-hmm. to, to take over, mm-hmm. right? Um, if we look at some of like the things that are happening on the shopping side, um, you know, we've got Amazon Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon Alexa, you know, that that primary uh, data source is actually Bing um, mm. for for their informational, and then for the shopping side, um, it's Amazon. Oh, interesting. Right. So 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 Amazon shopping results are going to come up. Uh, more quickly um, on Alexa, which which makes uh, total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that relationship um, uh, between uh, Amazon and Microsoft uh, when it comes to technology there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, so I don't think that there's an easy answer. I think some of the things that you can do with schema markup mm-hmm. uh, can help. But what, t- tell me a little um, bit about this. What is schema markup? The so schema markup is kind of like a, a coding um, uh, that you can put in your web pages that communicates additional information hmm. to the search engine. And there's a couple different forms of it. Okay. Uh, a website that you can visit that has some of the, really, the technical specs on it is schema.org, and it's S-C-H-E-M-A.org. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different types of schema. Um, and you do have product schema, right? Okay. You've got local business schema that will say, hey, um, this is actually a service. Uh, that this that this particular company offers for this specific area. Mm-hmm. Um, here's that company's address and contact information. Um, you have review schema, which can be ideally product or service specific, mm-hmm. right? So if you're actually getting reviews uh, from customers on your products, mm-hmm. you can then incorporate a schema that allows you huh. to get that uh, like star rating that appears in search results. Got it. Um, based on the on the reviews that you're getting, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the challenges with schema is, you know, what are we doing that helps, uh, you know, us as business owners um, versus what are we doing that's just helping Google? Uh, and, and, and that's one of the things that, like, as, as an SEO agency, we have to sort through. Because mm-hmm. if we decided to just do everything we possibly could, um, we'd run through budgets very, very quickly <laughs> because there are, there are just hundreds and hundreds of different things you can be doing. Mm-hmm. So we've really got to say, okay. Is this worth spending our time? Google has recommended X. Do we really think this is going to have a significant impact for our clients, mm-hmm. or is this just going to help Google aggregate more data and do a better job of selling their ads? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's some reading between the lines because um, ultimately Google is a business. Right. Their number one objective is to make money mm-hmm. uh, through Google Ads. So mm-hmm. it's driving people into Google and then ultimately driving them into ads, or you know, you'll see more YouTube because. Ultimately, Google owns YouTube, and so if they can, uh, you know, get more people going to YouTube, it mm-hmm. kind of feeds them back into the ad system. So, just things, you know, um, uh, to consider. So, sorry, not to not to get off track there, but when we're looking at scheme, I guess those are some of the the nuances you have to consider with what you're actually going to try to apply. And how, let me ask you this, Chris: How long does when you work with a company or a, a retailer or a, a business? to help them uh, maximize their search engine optimization. How long does, I, I guess they, they show up to you, Chris, and they say, here's our stuff, this is our website, and you go in and you diagnose across those three elements, those critical three pillars uh, of SEO optimization, and you, and you fix things. So how, how long does that process take to kind of get iterated and, yeah. you know, and to, and to sort of get that website as strongly and robustly connected to uh, bringing in customers as possible. How long does this process take? 
so unfortunately, there's not an easy answer, but I can explain some of the some of the factors and give you a time frame. So, uh, first, the first thing that, that's going to make a difference is um, really the size of the website, mm. right? So we've got mm-hmm. enterprise clients that have you know thousands and thousands of pages, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when we go in there and do a crawl, they've got tens of thousands of errors. Right? <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh-huh. And 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 that's a we actually have technology companies that are in that spot. Um, and then um, you know you might have a small business you know that uh, has like ten pages, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the initial fixes on the technical side will vary quite a bit depending on um, the size of the website. And the other things that are big factors is one the market um, and the industry. Uh, and the market and industry will determine the amount of competition. Got it. So there's going to be some industries that have not been tapped nearly as hard uh, or, or for as long mm-hmm. when it comes to SEO, mm-hmm. right? So you think about, like, personal injury. This is one of the first big ones in SEO that was, like, huge. Mm. Um, and now it is very, very competitive. Um, so the guys that are in, um, they're looking to get into SEO and personal injury, they're probably spending a lot of money mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to make it up. And then so ultimately it's the... It, it really comes down to budget. Budget will determine um, how quickly we can get through technical issues, and it will determine how many content recommendations we're going to be able to provide on a monthly basis. Gotcha. Right. And ideally, we're doing large volumes. And then we've also got the writing piece. And so we've got our own writing team, but a lot of our, a lot mm. of our clients, especially enterprise, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't let anyone touch their content, right? Mm. They're doing it all themselves. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to, well, how quickly are they able to, uh, you know, create content, apply the recommendations? If we've got the right budget, you know, within, I don't know, within a three-month period, um, on, on average, maybe three or four months, we're showing the difference. You're seeing growth. Interesting. We can show you that, hey, rankings are moving. You can see these things happening. Um, the amount of rankings and how aggressively they're moving mm-hmm. varies quite a bit from, from company to company. Um, and then from there, once we see rankings, we, we want to see organic traffic. That's the next thing that follows. And then as we get enough organic traffic, then we'll see conversions. So mm. what I would say is movement in three to four. Um, verify that things are, you know, uh, working and you feel good about your investment in six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, honestly, the, the, the customers, the clients that we have that are getting enormous returns and dominating SEO, mm-hmm. we've been doing it for years. Got it. Mm-hmm. And they've been building in year over year over year. Um, the, the advantage is that while it's really tough in the beginning and you're making a lot of investment, you get to a point where you're getting a decent return. Mm-hmm. And then you keep building. And your budget doesn't necessarily have to go up as time goes on, commensurate with your results. So what I'm really saying is that your return can continue to grow over time, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. get to a point where you're getting an amazing return, mm-hmm. and maybe you're spending a little bit more than you were, but not necessarily double or triple like what you're doing in the paid search space. Got it. Uh, and that's when things get really fun. Um, one of the reasons why we're, we're picky about who we work with, and typically we, we look for people we're going to work with for a long time. Very, very cool stuff. Chris Rogers, thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Listeners, you can find more about Chris at, write this down, ColoradoSEOPros.com. He can help you figure out, this marketing is about messaging. He can help you figure out how to best create your digital footprint so that you can maximize your customer acquisitions and keep your customers extremely happy. You can also follow him on Twitter at S-E-O-D-U-B and at 
Colorado SEO Pros, one word. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, we air live on Sirius XM 132 every Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m., but we also replay several times throughout the week. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.